Before we start the show, I'd like to ask Colonel Jeff what he thought of the episode. I feel like tampons should be like Lucy cigarettes on the East Coast where you can just buy one loose at the bodega. What's a tampon? <laughs> walk, 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 walk. Then all of a sudden, it's the biggest, most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Holy shit! But, fuck! Holy shit! I'm so sorry. I, I could not control it. It was unbelievable. I'm ordering a Christmas hand. <laughs> fuck the world. And that was Colonel's Colonel's. Thanks, Jeff. Welcome to a special edition of the Best Friends Fancast. We're recording on Black Friday, which is super exciting. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, damn it. And uh, Rachel is standing in for a little Rafi. We've got Rachel, you guys. Woohoo! Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Hello. Raphael went to get some water right as you started recording. AKA so. Thirsty Rafi. <laughs> Nicknames for well, days or whatever. When you said, "When you said, are you ready?" I said, "Give me a second. Oh, <laughs> and then, I didn't hear you. And then Sorry, I was telling I Rachel to out. tell you, and then she didn't. And then next thing you know, we're on the air. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Yep, we got we got the dream team here, guys. We've got Lil Rafi. We've got Rachel. First time since the live, you know, since the group recording at my house. So that's pretty exciting. We've got some fresh meat. I'm glad you're here, Rachel. Thank you. Excited. Good. I'm glad. And also joining us is Toby, our one of our Canuck fans. Fans. One of our Canuck friends. Welcome, Toby. I moved here from Canada, and they think I'm slow, eh? You sound just as bright and bushy-tailed as usual. <laughs> Simpsons, right? Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> On this episode, we will talk about A.J. Jacobs' returns and Jordan's Parisian nudity, Allison's cough, and Happy Thanksgiving. But first, let's do a round of shout-outs, shall we? Toby, do you have shout-outs? Yeah, I wanted to give a uh, shout-out to Mika, who started a new podcast, fellow Canadian here. Uh, So shout-out to her. Is it called Mika uh, Does Anne Rand? Yes, yeah. I'm excited she to listen is. to this. I, she's been holding out on us. We didn't know anything about this. And then I see her tweet about it. And I think, this is awesome. So proud of her. It's, the, it's a huge matzo ball. Yeah. And uh, also shout out to Whitney, a.k.a. Mrs. Chandler from McEachern High School, who's been working hard on the yearbook uh, there this week. So shout out to her also. Great shout-outs. Uh, Lil Rafi, Rachel, do you want to do a te- double team, or shall shall you go one at a time? You know, we are separate people, Lisa, so oh. I'm going to... I thought it was like, uh, you know, first Ross of all, and Rachel. You're Rafi and Rachel. I hate Ross. I hate <laughs> friends. Don't ever mention that to me again. <laughs> JK. Uh, shout-out to Mika. I was also going to plug her new podcast. She's doing Atlas Shrugged five minutes at a time, which sounds like it's going to take a while but that's five minutes per chapter so it should it should fit easily into your podcasting schedule i was thinking there's no way i can add another podcast and then she said it's gonna be like five minutes i was like oh well that i can do perfect uh also 
Shout out to Adriana, who shall be on here soon. Shout out to Bruised by Dawn and um, Paul, who uh, are going to be on here soon. Shout out to Megan, who, if you're a single lesbian or no one who lives in the Los Angeles area, please get in contact with Megan on Twitter at Zanera Park. Uh, you know, she needs her groceries. Her eaten. groceries. <laughs> and um, shout out to Rachel. For some reason, she agreed to be on the show. And, and um, that's the end of my shout outs. All good shout outs. I feel like we're all on the same wavelength. I wanted to shout out Mika and her new podcast. I wanted to shout out Adriana Acevedo, which I messed fucked up her last name royally last week, so I I told her I would I would retry. And I wanted to shout out to Paul and Don because they are going to be on soon. Hopefully, I'm so excited. Our pressuring finally paid off. And also also Original JMO Patrol member Ashley is going to be back on the show in December. So I'm so excited about that. If I can get her twice, maybe I will. Yeah, it's been a while since she's been on, and uh, she's great. And I think you messed up Adriana's last name again, but we'll find (laughs) out. uh... Acevedo. 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 Oh, my God. Ass. She said it was. Acevedo? I think she said that's how white people say it. Now I miss... Okay. Adriana, (laughs) you need to school us. Rafi, you're Mexican. How do you say Acevedo? Uh, Let me look up her name really quick. One second. A-C-E-V-E-D-O. It's with an O at the end? Yeah, see, I thought it was an A for all... So that's why I said Acevedo, but it's Acevedo, I believe. Oh, then it's Acevedo. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we got it right. Woohoo! I'm ta- I'm just <laughs> jumping on <laughs> on board with getting it right for you with you. Anyhow, all right. Um, the whole Mika thing is so cool. She's just recording herself speaking into a mic, which is such a it's such a cool thing. I you have to have some confidence to do that. I have a couple of ideas and one of my podcast ideas would just be me talking and listening to myself back in editing is rough enough. So I don't know how I would do it without hearing other people break up my, my voice, but anyhow, I have to cough. Sorry. (coughs) My God. I don't even know how to use the mute button, apparently. (laughs) Fuck. All right. Shall we talk about Monday? Meh. Meh. (laughs) You don't want to talk about the Larry David of of podcasts and authors? (laughs) You know, actually, uh, I I feel like some people had mixed feelings on this episode, but... um, I remember the first time he was on, and I enjoyed it, and I feel like this was kind of more of the same. Mm. Um, but I'm more curious about her going to his hotel room, and if why wasn't Jeff there? Yes, okay, a few things. Laura Broder posted something on Facebook about the whole middle name thing, the V middle name, and that's what they did during the JMOs, and I thought, 
okay, I first of all, I hadn't heard it yet. I said, okay, they're probably going to bring up the fact that Colonel Jeff has a V middle name. Or so he says. Now I don't believe any fucking thing he says. But then after listening to the episode, I'm like, oh, Colonel Jeff wasn't even in the room. So now we'll never know. But yeah. I thought why, he yeah. was there, maybe. What was that? Didn't he say, who, I thought he might have been there. But didn't she say at the end? No. Who you didn't hear on the You didn't episode? hear because she just shouted it. at a hotel. Yeah, exactly. Just a okay. shout out. So I'm curious. I to know. assume it had to do with his story on Thursday's episode. Oh, well, okay, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, Yeah, that was rough. Because he had food poisoning, right? Yeah, I think so. But, okay, Rafi, you remember him being on I Don't Remember, so maybe that's why I enjoyed this episode more, because it wasn't a lot of the same to me, but apparently I have a bad memory. Um, I love all of his... You remember? I remember the content. Really? I did, like, voice didn't sound familiar at all. No. I don't me. remember any of but it. The name, the voice, about, uh, the content. <laughs> I remember the stories about living uh, biblically for a year. Mm. That was uh, the part that sort of glued me back in. And then that, then the whole previous podcast came back. And yeah, they sort of did talk about a lot of the same stuff. Uh, they all they rehashed a lot of the those things and uh, the the new stuff they sort of touched on, but a lot of it, she asked a lot of questions about genealogy, which they talked about before. Right. Hold on. God, Uh, I think all of his ideas are very interesting and I love that, I guess it's immersion journalism or he's an immersion journalist and he chooses a topic and just dives in and lives it. And I think that's really interesting. I, I should probably go back and see if I've said all of these things before when he was on, but um, all of these things sound very interesting in his podcast. I guess he said it was only like five episodes and it took him, I don't know how long to make it a year. Uh, Introducing twice removed. Sorry. And uh, I think I'll, that will be an easy one to add to my list to listen to if it's only five episodes, because it sounds interesting. And there is a genealogy craze, but what I want to know, and this is perfect that we have someone on that's not from the United States, is it as big of a deal in Canada? Because I have a theory about it, but is it as big of a deal outside of the U.S. is really what I want to ask. And you're going to be our outside of the U.S. correspondent, Toby. Oh, uh, I would say that it's probably a little bit sim- I mean, Canada is a much newer country, but okay. it's... Similar, right? We're all immigrants here. Okay, so, so it is similar. Yeah. So I clearly don't know much about Canada and their history based on a lot of things that I've said. But I do think it is that's because we have this <laughs> mel- <laughs> we have this melting pot situation, which no one's really melting together. It's just a bunch of lumps in the melting pot. But we're all we all don't know where we came from. We're all kind of our <clears throat> our bloodlines are, are immigrants, and I feel like it's just. At, you're searching for home, and I wonder if other countries have that that don't have a lot of immigration as their main <laughs> as their main import. Uh, yeah, I mean, just like a, a quick thing in Canada, like we have the same. We came from Europe and stuff. Uh, we it's we didn't have uh, black slavery, so we that there's not as big of a black population necessarily. 
but we had other types of slavery uh, and uh, the same slaughter of the people who already lived here. So okay. no, we're just about the same, but newer. Ma newer. Sorry. Yeah. Ravi, please tell me you were going to say that. <laughs> I wasn't, um, but I don't like to joke about genocide. Oh, <laughs> well, that's where we differ. <laughs> you know, I think instead of saying Happy Thanksgiving, we should probably say, and it's maybe not happy, but Day of Mourning was yesterday for for more most of the indigenous people here. I feel very torn because even though Thanksgiving was rooted in evil, I feel like we've turned it into something that means something more. But I don't think that that many years and still going on, genocide's not really something you can just dust under the rug, which we've all seemed to do with a little pilgrim hat and buckles and and a turkey. Yeah, you know, I don't usually celebrate Thanksgiving. And I've been to like Thanksgiving dinners, but it was like, like never a thing. And yesterday was the first time I went to a like a family-ish Thanksgiving, and it was Rachel's uh, friend who was hosting. And it was strange to me, but not as, uh, it's not like pictured. Really? I don't know if that was a traditional thing. Were you guys like all that My friend hosted and Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what traditional is, right? You're right. It's a new Thanksgiving, right? That's what I've been told by all my uncles. Oh, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I cut you off, of Rachel. Lisa's what <laughs> What does it entail that might be different? Just my like it was my friend hosted it, and then we invited our parents, so our parents could either have come or not. Rather than I think a lot of times, um, like a, like the mother or the father of a family will host. That's true. So. Young 30-year-old girls hosting, and then the parents could come or not. And also, I assumed that, I mean, they ate at, like, 1, mm. and we were out of there by, like, 4. So That's normal to me, though. My whole life, we've eaten at 1. A lot of people two. do eat at 1, well, but usually you stay, and then you're having pie and leftovers by the end of the day. Ours always were about probably 3 or 4, and... It's just kind of, you know, there's football and there's, I don't know. It, it was very much like you would see on a sitcom. I don't go to my family's thing anymore. So just the friends one that we're doing today. And Friday's so much better. Thursday's a joke. Friday's way better. Um, I mean, I don't really have any <laughs> thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start but the back show. To genealogy. Like yes, genealogy. Um, back, back to ge- <laughs> how do you guys feel about it because like they talked about like doing 23 and me and although it's it's interesting to me like i wish i could do it but also i'm a paranoid weirdo and i mm. think what are they actually doing with this are they going to clone me are they going to like you know sell my information to drug companies and then i'm just going to get like heart medication advertisements all Aww. the time like what are they actually doing with this i, I don't i don't like yeah. What, what exactly trust- is the 23andMe? Is that more of like a, the blood test thing? Yeah, it's like... Or the spit thing. I think it, they have like on, on like, I think it's the spit one. It's like a okay. hundred bucks. They send you a kit. You like swab your mouth and spit in a tube or something. And then they mail it back to you and, and tell you everything. They map your DNA and you can yeah. see okay. your history. 
Like Ancestry.com. It's the same, similar thing. And maybe they try and sell you on stuff like 200,000 times a day. But I am interested in doing it. I'm not really worried about anything because, I mean, you think about how much DNA you have laying around that you just leave everywhere. I think we're fine. But, but you're not giving all of your rights to that DNA to a company. That's the And maybe okay. I sound like a, like a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like... I'm sure if you read the papers, it's like, we can do whatever we want with this, this stuff. Okay, and that's the part you... that worries me. Because, like, right now, yeah. can't do anything with it. Who's to say in 10 or 20 years, you know? True. There'd be, like, an army of Rafis. That's what I'm saying. Like, are they cloning me? Or am I going to go to China and see a mannequin wearing a dress that looks <laughs> just like me? <laughs> uh, what... <laughs> What I want to know is, do you have to give your social? Do you have to give your actual name? You could do it unassumed, right? That might be scarier. You can be uh, Dr. Von Nostrin. <laughs> I don't I know. Think- Toby, what do you think? Uh, I'm semi-interested in doing it because uh, I know my dad's side of the family uh, he, a few years ago, him and his brother went over to England and visited uh, some cousins that he had never met and went to the graves of people uh, sort of a few generations back. So he traced it back a few generations on his side, but I don't know that much about my mom's side of the family. So it would be interesting to sort of see I have an idea, you know, I'm uh, pretty paper white, so uh, I have a general idea of where I came from, but... But you never know. Yeah, that's right. People just, Uh, see, people who would always tell me what I was based on what they thought I was, so then I just kind of went with whatever people were telling me I was, but it's nicer to maybe know and just kind of be like, no, I'm embracing this, this, but I am truly a mutt, though, because I was raised being told one thing, that I was... Irish and Spanish. Then, as I get older, I learn so much more than that. That by the time my kids are literally mutts, because my husband is like four different things, and I'm like six different things that I know about. But I'd like to get it tested just to really know. But I think people are more connected to their ancestors' past, and to instead of like we're not creating a culture here together. We're all just like trying to find where we came from instead of trying to like make. A culture here. And it, I think that's what one of our problems, but that might be yeah. too deep. Uh, one thing that AJ was talking about and his theory of when you find out you're related to someone that all of a sudden you have more compassion and kindness, kindness towards someone, which is so true. And if you think about it, we probably are all related somehow. Um, but I think about just in my immediate, not my immediate family, but my extended family, they get so much leeway on the crap that they can get away with because I'm like, well, they're family. You always make the excuse for, oh, well, they're this, they're that. But if it was a stranger, I'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> that's not cool. But, and that's the extreme version of it. But if you knew you were related to someone, maybe you would have, I think like he was saying with Judge Judy, where he's like, ugh, she's so horrendous. Like, okay, you know what? Then you start making like, well, you know, it's not such a big deal. She's, she's her own person <laughs> or whatever. And I think we do need a little bit more of that in our lives in the world. I actually think the opposite because <laughs> so you don't want us to all wear name tags? Definitely not. Um <laughs> but like 
I I know my family, but I don't know them. So like I feel like um these people that are actually blood relatives of mine, I have no relationship with. Right. So right. I feel like even if I found out that I was, you know, thirteenth cousin five times removed from this person, I would still think that means nothing to me because people that are actually closer to me, I have no relationship with and want no relationship with. But if so, they were, if you knew that they were, they murdered someone, would you turn them in? Your relative? Well, no, because okay. I'm, uh-huh. but that, that's what I'm general, talking about. <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not snitching on anybody. Like you could, uh, you could, you could confess right now, Lisa. And even if I didn't like you, I wouldn't turn you in. Well, that's just but, not cool. So I feel like <laughs> the thing about you make your own family, I feel like since I've been living that my whole life, I'm just going to continue doing that. Right. And I've done, I've learned to do that. The people that are in my family, you know, if they did some things, I mean, there are some things that even in my f- family of friends, like in the neighborhood where I think, wow, I let this go too far and I didn't do anything about it because I'm trying to save the for the sake of the group and the friends to not cause a rift. And that's that in that part, it's kind of shitty because it's like in real life, if this person did that to somebody that I loved, I would be like, what the fuck calling the cops, all these things, but we're all friends. So we have to like try and make peace. And like it, that, that part sucks. But in a way, the globalization is makes more sense. Instead of being so segregated, we need to be more together. And I'm not going to have a coexist sticker on my car, but I mean, we live in a society here. <laughs> Most of us. <laughs> Apparently, this of... is the the Lisa rant show. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually agree with Rafi on this. Uh, okay. I've I've created my own sort of family. Uh, you know, I have my old roommates and uh, a few really close friends. And selected members of my blood family that I consider them family, and then the other members of my family that I don't really know. I don't, I don't have any sort of more compassion for them than I do for people. And I, for me, I find more just having a conversation with people. I'm more likely to have compassion for them. Uh, if you talk about things like if you disagree with someone, say Judge Judy. If you were to sit down and talk to her about things that aren't watching her on Judge Judy, I'm more likely to have compassion for her than than right. finding out that I'm related to her. That that wouldn't mean nearly as much as talking to her and finding out that she like fosters childrens or you know adults, gives a bunch of money to a cause or has a real strong passion about something that isn't the TV show. That that would go a lot farther to me. Further, further, whatever. That would mean a lot more to me than uh, just finding out that she was related to me. That part, I don't think, would buy a ton of compassion from me, necessarily. I just wonder, if you were to run into someone you were related to at the grocery store and someone you weren't, you would be like, oh, I'm going to go chat with them, even though maybe you don't have a relationship with them. I I agree with Rafi as well, because I ha- I'm estranged from my whole family for this reason, that I don't get along with them. And I, I think it might be, maybe it's a generational thing where we're like, hey, you don't actually have to be around your family just because you're related. You can actually make your own family, and that is what I've done. But what I'm saying is if you know someone's related, you kind of have this feeling of like, okay, 
they're still in my heart. They're not in my life. <laughs> Does that make sense? Maybe I'm just contradicting myself. I don't know. Can we all just get along? Yeah. But to me, that seems like if I saw someone I went to high school with at the grocery store than haven't seen since high school, similarly, I'm more likely to talk to them than I am to a stranger. But I think that's just normal. I know. Sometimes my my mom will tell me something about one of my aunts or uncles or my grandma. And I'm like, okay, so what about that stranger that just walked by us? What's up with them? Because I don't give a fuck. I mean, apparently yeah. I'm supposed to give a fuck if they're sick, but if they're not, then proceed with your shitty behavior. Basically. Anyway, I just totally contradicted myself. But I do think there's something to what he has to say, but but he's also, like, a self-proclaimed pretty much a curmudgeon and not an extrovert, not anything. And he talks about uh, if you force yourself to be something if you act your way into new way, a new way of thinking. And I didn't really ever think about that except for I have done that because I used to be painfully shy and I, my sister was too. And I remember I used to speak for her to try and help her. And that kind of forced myself to put, forced me to put myself out there and I'm still really shy and I'd rather be by myself pretty much all the time and not have to talk to anybody, but I force myself to do it all the time. And then, then I realize what am I, is that really me? Or is the real me the one that wants to just be in a cave by myself? And I don't know. If you read, like, I don't think it's black and white introvert and extrovert aren't necessarily like, cause people think extroverts are people who always like to be doing things. And introverts are people who never like to be doing things, but it's, no, I don't think it's truly like that. The The root of it, I think, on that is that they it's where you draw your energy from. So you could be an introvert and still like to hang out on weekends with all your friends and stuff like that. But if you need to come home and have a comfort spot to relax, then technically you're an introvert. If you need to go out to, to get energized, then technically you're an extrovert. That's right. the way that that I know it anyway. And I feel like I'm somewhere I'm somewhere in between but closer to the introvert where I'd rather be at home and I'm the same with, with a lot of people where you don't want to go out and you force yourself to and then you have a great time and it feels so good to be out and you think why not why don't I do this all the time and then the next time I'm thinking of a 100 excuses to not go out again but I did know some people that literally could not not go out. They had to always be out and always be seen, always be doing something. I don't even know if they even had time to sleep. They were just like thrived on other people and the attention of other people so much. And I can't imagine being like that at all. It's just like, ugh, that gives me the willies. Anyway, I feel like we're all similar as far as why we probably are friends and get, because we're all kind of the same way where we're like, well, we're kind of, I don't know. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna label it. We're all similar. Anything else on Monday, guys and gal? We we got nothing. Okay, good. Good. So we can breeze through this because I'm getting drunk. <laughs> Ray, I'm I forgot to eat. Today. I forgot to eat something. And I thought I told Rafi before we were recording. I I cracked open a bottle of grapefruit Bellini, and the whole thing didn't fit in my glass. So I just chugged the last bit out of the bottle and i got buzzed because i didn't eat anything yet ravi are you having a morning rita <laughs> uh, i'm drinking water and a coke no booze uh, i'm having coffee with bourbon Ooh, nice 
I just tried, uh, there's a, I think it's Knob Creek. They have a smoked honey or smoked maple, I think it is. Porter, or Porter, God, my one track mind. Uh, whiskey, so good. It's, it's like, this bullet? Bullet. Yes, we have that. I think we have that too, yeah. But this other one you could sip by itself. It's so delicious. Well, I would anyway, but whatever. Really quick, a watch update. Rafi, do you have anything for me yet? Um, now that we were looking at the Hamilton watch that Brittany uh, sent us, I am, like, rethinking my whole... Don't like, rethink it. I'll send you what I was kind of looking at. I don't need something that is super atomic looking. Although that's cool. I think I, the one that I looked at, I was like, Oh shit, that's like $600. I don't think I can buy that one. That would be a secondary watch. That would be not my everyday. I want something a little more traditional. Okay. There's yeah. I have like a ton of ideas, but I want you to send me what you have so I can ballpark. Okay. Also, you said that you like a bigger watch, like a men's watch. Do you know how big you want to go? I should probably do a measurement because I did find one that was, I think I told you, it was a vintage Omega that was a pocket watch. They turn into a watch and I thought, oh, that's perfect. It's awesome. But then on the person's wrist, it was ridiculously huge. Yeah. So I need to uh, do a measurement and then I'll, I'll get back. I'll, I'll send you all the info, the input, the data. We'll see what you send back. I'm excited. Okay. So just for the, just for the record. For, for your reference, uh, 44 millimeters is as big as I feel any human should ever wear. And okay. I'm including gargantuan, like seven foot tall men. So and, you're talking about like rap, rap stars? No. Not at all. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to look over 44 millimeters, but I feel okay. like you should try to get an idea of what that would look like on your wrist. Okay. That's a good idea. Because I am a bigger gal, and I think a tiny watch is not good. But I do have small wrists, which is weird. So I do have to take that into consideration. In the meantime, I did get a Fitbit, because I'm sick of being a fat bit. So I do have a watch, but I need to... It's a Fitbit. I mean, that's... (laughs) Come on. I need something real. (laughs) All right. Shall we talk about Thursday? We were her little cornbread stuffings sent in by Katie Schwartz on Patreon. I love that she's doing the Patreon. I mean, this is the smartest thing. People want to hear their name and their carb, and she needs to not put the name at the end. Number one, she will forget it, but number two, people want to hear it right away. Just say it. Cornbread Stuffing, sent in by Katie Schwartz on Patreon. Done. Do you know her theory for behind wanting to do it at the end? On this episode, she said, because she feels like it drags down the intro of the show, but I feel like she's dragging it down. You could just say, that was was, uh, sent in by by whoever on Patreon. And then just continue on. on your way, yeah. Yes. And then plug yeah. Patreon later as far as, like, you know, if you do want to send in a carb or if you do want this or that, I'm on Patreon. When she plugs it, you're right. She's the one that drags down the show. And if she does want it, that sounds bad. But she does. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking as she was talking. I thought, well, you're just – that was, like, ten seconds of cornbread stuffing Katie Schwartz Patreon and then go on to the show. You don't have to, to tell us the whatever – and if she does change it, she can just do it without telling us. But still, maybe she thinks people won't listen to the whole episode, but people are subscribing and Patreon supporting, so who cares? 
that's a weird thing to just want to hear your carb and then tune out. <laughs> yeah, it, it would work when she does the plugs at the end also, but I feel like this way, to me, seems more natural. More timely. Yes, it is more natural, more timely, and it wouldn't be disjointed. It would be, it goes together right. well. So later, oh, by the way, you know that, and then that's another thing to, it's, yeah. I think it's fine the way she's doing it, and I'm hoping it's not causing her extra stress. But I think it's been fun. And uh, our Rachel here was the very first Patreon-submitted carb. Yeah, I did not get yeah. on the show. That's right, you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're the first one. They're like, we'll test this out. And then you're like, damn it. <laughs> so all that means is that Rachel has to think of another good carb. Yeah, but I think she's not going to let people do two. Look at what Raphael's eating. and Yeah, I don't think she'll pick me again, so I'm, I don't think I'm going to do anymore. But you still have a chance. You can use little Rafi as a puppet. I think if He's you use... If, <laughs> if, <laughs> if, you, if you have a good carb, I think she's not going to be like, I already did that person. If it's a good-ass carb, it's going to get mm, picked. It's like a good-ass. That's a carb to some people. Megan. (laughs) I like how Megan's getting thrown under the bus when you're the one that started this whole thing, Rafi. I did not start it. This was a private convo between me and Megan. Too late. Too late. She just keeps on bringing it back up and not letting it die. Speaking of bringing it back up and not letting it die, let's have some tamp talk, shall we? (laughs) I'm just glad there's at least another woman on the show. And I'm sure you're super glad that all these topics are going to come up when you finally decide to be on, Rachel. But my debut has camp talk. (laughs) Yeah. Get that drop. Colonel Jeff Fox used the change tampon drop that Allison said. And when she said it, I was like, oh, that's going to be the next one. That was the first time in my mind I got it right for the next one. But then it started this whole conversation. And... My whole thing, and I used to be like Allison, where I was like surprised every month, and then I think, damn it, now I have to run and get this. But then I started trying to get ahead of the game, especially with things like Amazon subscribe and save things and stuff like that, where you're just, you don't have to stockpile pallets and go to Costco like they were talking about. I don't buy any tampons in the store anymore because it is embarrassing, and I don't know why that is. It shouldn't be. It's natural. But it is usually some young kid or whatever. And if you happen to be buying, like, Twinkies at the same time, they're like, mm-hmm, or whatever else. Yeah, I'm not surprised when it happens. Like, I'm, I'm on, like, I have an app where I can track that. Yes. But I still I don't want to stockpile. I kind of just want to wait the last second to go to the store. And I think it would be weird if you had too many on hand. That's true. What, what I've done is I have where they'll send it like every month they'll send you a box. But lately I thought, you know what? I just want to have like one box on standby. So you have like one extra just in case something happens with your one month shipment. But if you have something from Amazon, you know, you pick your however many things and just have them ship it automatically. That way you're covered and you're not having that stressed out like shit. I got to run and pay $10 for some crappy off brand that you don't want to use. Like Allison was talking about, but I don't know why that is that I did that for years, too, of, well, I I have an app now, but I didn't before. So I'd be surprised, like, oh, shit, it's already that time again. (laughs) Oh, this is happening? Great. And not being prepared for it, which is something so strange. 
because it does happen every month. So I don't know why we're not prepared. We're not, we're no Eagle Scouts, apparently. Um, something we're excited for. So we're, right? we're totally pushing it out of our brain until it actually happens. That has to be it. It's a denial thing. Like, oh, I don't want to have to do this. It's like jury duty. Like, hmm. Uh, also, the non-applicator thing. I don't, Allison used to talk about that all the time and I never understood it. I knew my mom did that too because when I was a kid I would always see the little things and I didn't know what they were. And using, I got into a bind recently and I have some of those just lying around because I accidentally bought them, but I thought I'm not throwing them away because I'm going to get into a pinch and I'm going to need these things, but they're hard to use. I don't, I, have to I didn't them. realize for so many years that, that tampons existed without an applicator. Like that's really <laughs> that anybody would pay without an applicator. Yeah, that's weird. Essentially your finger is the applicator. Sorry guys. And that's disgusting, oh, but also I can't place it correctly. <laughs> Yeah. So then it's like pinching. It's the whole thing. It's a whole thing. The applicator is so easy. It puts it in there where it needs to be. Also wearing two at a time. What? What is this world? Never heard of that before. <laughs> that, that sounds like a toxic shock waiting to happen. Yes. Okay. I use organic tampons, but you're right. The toxic shock syndrome is something that I've worried about since I was a kid. Because you hear about it, I think... Well, packages of tampons scare you, especially when you first start using them as, a, like, a young girl, because the toxic shock syndrome warnings are all over the package, and they give you a special little pamphlet about it, and they ingrain into your mind the horror that could happen if you if you don't change your tampon. Right, and then you're... Think about you're 15, or whenever you start, you're not very responsible, so mm-hmm. maybe you start on the pads first, which is what I did. And there have been some times I shared on this show when I had some situations with my uterus where I had to use both <laughs> because I'm like, you're on vacation and you're out camping somewhere. You don't have an option of going to any restrooms or anything. And you just, ha- you don't want to be the, the wet blanket <laughs> on the party of like, I need to go change my tampon. <laughs> so it's a whole thing. It really just changes your whole life and how you have to live it for about a week or two if you get PMS. My favorite part about this whole conversation is that Jeff referred to a single cigarette as a Lucy because uh, listening to as much East Coast hip-hop as I listen to, that's a term that I've been familiar with forever, and I just assumed it was like a New York rap term, and apparently it's a whole East Coast uh, cigarette thing. Can I bum a Lucy? I feel like you go into a bodega and ask, for a Lucy, even Just though it's illegal. Cigarette? Yeah. And see, we had those here. <laughs> Growing up in high school, I remember those are the cigarettes you could steal easily. But uh, I, they were never called Lucy. So trust me, during, during Colonel's Colonels, that is going to be happening. And I'm going to put it in post because I still haven't figured out a way to. Because there's so many now. He's like piping up with all of these golden words that I'm just going to have to throw in later. But yeah, a Lucy. There's a, yeah, there's a band name there, I think. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Rafi? Sorry, I cut you off. I was, but it was good. Go on. Oh, was it as, as good as a band name? It was worse, believe it or not. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Yeah, so Tam Talk. That, 
they really went into it. Also, her new sponsor, Daily Harvest Cups. I thought, oh, that's that could be some sort of a blood receptacle. That's disgusting. I think we should move on. <laughs> okay, I, I want to get your guys' honest opinion. I don't think he listens. Tim Carter. <laughs> okay, if he's a $100 Patreon level guy, he's obviously a big Allison fan, and I think he listens, but I think everybody listens. I think the only people that listen to the show are the people that always kind of talk, you know, about it. And, and engage in and Yes. Like the tip the usuals. Leanne, Ray, Don, Toby, the people that are responding, you know, Paul, sometimes Scott. Hi hi Scott Marquez. How are you? But oh Tamara. There there are a lot of people that listen regularly for sure, but I think there are some people that only listen maybe when they're on or don't listen because it's a lot to ask. I mean, really. It took me a while to ever listen when I am on. I tried to listen to the ones that I'm not on. <laughs> but uh, I think that's I'm, I'm learning to tolerate my voice. So on on the subject of Tim Carter, yeah, I'm glad that he's a hundred dollar patron. Yes, and yes. start with the positive, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like his sentences that he sent in. They're a little self-indulgent, but mm-hmm. to be fair, at $100 a month, that's his right. If he wants to send in, you know, five paragraphs, I guess that's up to Allison if she's going to read it or not. But So we get, like, backstory, and then we get a super long sentence, so he is getting his money's worth. But I don't know, this Tim Carter guy, but I have my suspicions. Mm-hmm. One of my notes was actually about this. Is okay, that- good. I, I think he has a. I have a sneaking suspicion that he tested the waters with the backstory on the last month, mm. and then so now, like you said, he gets a paragraph of backstory and then a run-on sentence. So he's sort of like maximizing the term "get a sentence of your choosing" right on the air. Right, and I think the fact that Mo has declined to have a sentence. And the fact that there's nobody else. If there were more, she probably wouldn't say as much. But I'm feeling like he's getting more bang for his buck, especially than even little Rafi got. Right. And now I'm I'm not complaining, but go ahead. If if she's (laughs) gonna keep reading these super long sentences and cutting off JMO, thank you. (laughs) Two weeks in a row, right? I think with no JMOs. I don't know where I feel, I don't know. I, I'm off put by it, honestly. And I don't, I don't know why I can't pinpoint it, but I think you guys have sort of nailed it. I, I don't under, I don't know. I, it's a lot. I want to like him because he's a supporter. So, he's obviously a fan. That's a lot of money a month. Right. And as someone who has terrible memory, as I constantly say on here, I'm not so sure that I believe that he remembered that sentence verbatim by his mother, unless it was like, just so like, at such a formative age, it, like, burned itself into his brain. Right. But I don't know. I don't think that was word for word what she said. But then again, I am a pessimist. And or did it happen at all? That's what I'm yeah. wondering. Exactly. Also, the carbs that he sends in. <laughs> We're just going to be assholes. Do you ever read all of them? I never actually look at the posts. So oh, I don't know. okay. Please go back and look. I'm going now. Yeah. He's... <laughs> It's like appetizer, dinner, dessert. It's not, it's like, <laughs> it's 
like a whole you get a sentence dude chill <laughs> just put like a push-up on there you're fine you know what else is funny is when b- people on twitter uh, like she'll tweet out taking carb suggestions on patreon and then people respond to her oh tweet with hers, and it's like hey fucko uh, learn how to support her on patreon dipshit yeah <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen that but i would totally reply to those people <laughs> If I did see it, so I'm going to look at it. I may have seen one, and I'm like, I think they're doing that, but I don't really look. I just retweet it and don't look. It's it's not, like, the worst thing ever, but it's, like, you read the sentence, right? Like, she said, on Patreon. Right. They're like, I'm a Patreon. Yeah, maybe they are, and then I'm just being a dick. No, I don't think. Oh, maybe they are. No, I don't think they are. I think they're dumb. God. Okay, was anybody else completely fucking surprised about Jordan going nude in Paris? <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, Lisa, were you surprised that Jordan was nude in Paris? <laughs> it was when I looked over at him and I'm like, wow, you're, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> it didn't really sound like there was a lot of late, like single ladies at this nude beach, though. No. Uh- but so, I'm, I was a little surprised that he decided to go to a nude beach in Paris. But I guess when you're in Paris, do as Parisian Right. Beach. And I was one of these people, not that I was obsessed with Paris when I was in high school, but I was obsessed with the French culture altogether. I was just like, I'm not taking, I didn't think there was any need to take Spanish. <laughs> I was just like, I'm taking French from like seventh grade until college. I just was obsessed with French. I loved the culture, everything. And of course, Paris is there, so I'd want to go there, but... I was obsessed with everything French, but maybe I'm one of these boring people that he realizes is not so boring. But when you go to Paris and you do like the things that he said that are the typical things, the touristy things. Okay. And then how do you go from that? Like you're at the Louvre and then you go to a nude park. (laughs) And by the way, the fact that a nude park exists is also another thing. Yeah, Maybe um, he was inspired by nude statues at the Louvre. Oh, okay, there's a connection, Rafi. <laughs> um, so I feel like this is the kind of thing, I mean, I'm hoping he didn't, like, Google nude parks in Paris. I think maybe he was, like, taking a stroll, you know, he goes down this rue, and the next thing oh! you know... Oh, the oh, dogs oh, are barking oh, oh. to get their get his pants off. Sorry about that. Um, Apparently, just a murderer trying to enter. No, I was like, if he's walking down the street and then he comes to a park and then it's like has a sign that like nudist, you know, park optional this way, and he's like, okay, I'm on vacation. When will I have a chance to do this again? But if he like Googled it, he's a maniac. Yes, (laughs) I feel like, but I feel like him strolling up on it is an episode of three's company. I don't, the whole thing is weird to me. Like, Oh, look what we have here. And if you strolled up upon that, would you say, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm in a city by myself. I'm going to go take off my clothes in the park. There's people that will look up hot. There's like nude hot springs in Colorado that people go to. And it's the thing that people do. Okay. There's one, there's some in Northern California that we almost stumbled upon. We were taking the kids to the hot springs. And we're like, Oh, let's go check some out. And we found one, and we went up to it, and there was just a guy in a Speedo, <laughs> which is not nude, but we were looking around, and I thought, I think I think this is something different. I think we need to go to a different one. <laughs> this is not what we needed here, but yes. 
Googled it. I by think the way, he... hot springs stink and they're hot. Yeah. Fuck them. And by the way, listening to ologies now, now I know that they're from volcanoes and I don't want to be near any kind of hot springs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you Googled. Where did you think they were from? Just to... I don't know. I never thought about it. I was like, well, this is cool. <laughs> Ooh, naturally so hot. Natural. People must be in here. Yeah. <laughs> Let well, me get it's in. California. There's a lot of sun, so apparently there's some water that gets warm. <laughs> I never Ooh. really thought about it, honestly. Okay. <laughs> if you want to know how dumb I am, just listen to the show. Uh, so, Rachel, you Googled the nudist park? No, I think no, George. Think he oh, you think he did? Okay, we need to get some more information on that. By the way, I you you've seen too. him in person now. Just can you? Yeah, I talked to him at at Now picture him naked. I know. And just <laughs> sit there in that moment. <laughs> on the subject of that, I got my tickets to Jordan Jesse Go at SF Sketch Fest, Woo-hoo. so I'm looking forward to seeing you guys there. And also on the subject of being a tourist. Shoutouts I forgot was uh, Brittany and Jen for giving me a bunch of great suggestions on where to go and what to do in San Francisco. And um, so how do you guys feel about like going to the Louvre and like just like the kind of the cliche tourist attractions? I think I would feel embarrassed to go, but I would if I was there, I am going because I want to I want to go to the Eiffel Tower and. The Louvre would be cool. The Champs Elysees, the the what is it, L'Arc de Triomphe, all of that crap that you see. <laughs> I want to see all of it, but I'd like to see all of the stuff that you don't necessarily know. It wouldn't be probably the exact opposite of that and go to a nudist public park, but I wouldn't be wearing a beret either. <laughs> well, <laughs> Toby, I'm sort of of too much. Like whenever I go to the I do like seeing that stuff, but also you see those pictures that are like the reality of the Eiffel Tower, and there's a hundred thousand people there, and you never get close to it, and there's lineups if you want to go in it and stuff like that. And I'm afraid that that would be the reality of it. You'd spend an entire day to go there and just be one of a, a bunch of people lining up to take pictures. For me, if I was in Paris, I'd be all about the catacombs because I think that's awesome. oh yes, that would be awesome. I, so, everything about France, though, I want to go to the south of France, where it's just like wine and just everything. I don't know, Rafi, touristy. Wait, so none of us here have been to Paris. No, I, no. Oh, I've okay. been to Mexico, and that's about as far as I've gone outside of the U.S. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I want to go. I've been wanting to go to France forever, and I feel like you have to go to the Louvre. You have yeah. to see. The- tower and everything but it's funny like when i was uh in seattle for bumbershoot i was like i have time to waste and i'm right in the same park as the space needle so i should go check it out and then i went and i paid a little more to skip the line to go like ahead she she it was i think it was like 15 dollars more or something i, wish I, don't I would have known that when i went damn it and it was not fucking worth it i was like it's a cool view but it's pretty fucking lame. No offense to the Space Needle and to everyone who lives in Seattle. <laughs> you, you know what, like... though? If you're in line, you get to read about the construction of it. That actually was more interesting than being on it. You In line, you get to see, like, from beginning to end, all of the shit that went into making that thing. And that was really interesting. So being up there, 
I we were like motion sick, and of course we had to get coffee on the way up. And I'm like, oh god, this is like the worst. And there were some people that we were thought were terrorists. I'm like, this is how we're gonna die because I'm a racist. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like if I were in Paris, that's why I I, I like solicited ideas on what to do in San Francisco because I knew everyone's gonna say Alcatraz and Golden Gate Bridge, right. and so. I feel like I have to do a mix of like, like the cliche like school field trip kind of shit, yes. and then I have to do like a bunch of like insider kind of things. Right, and I think so Brittany I... has the insider info on everything. Yeah, and I think the Golden Gate Bridge is whatever you drive across it, and you can see some cool cities over there. I think that might be where Demian lives on that other side, but the but Alcatraz is actually really cool. It's yeah, it's cliche, but if that's the one thing that you do that's cliche. I've never ridden a cable car either. I'd like to do that. But Alcatraz is really cool. And they have a little walking tour. And it just kind of feels... I mean, you really, you're really you on an island in a jail. And it's just a weird feeling. It's a really cool thing to see. But How long there's was tons your of stuff to see. Yeah, right. But when my, my husband and I used to go to San Francisco all the time. And we never saw as much cool stuff that, that Brittany saw. But we would just wander this... One year we were there on Halloween. And we decided we were going to be homeless for Halloween. So we got a couple of tall boys and we found somebody's front porch and we literally just loitered on someone's front porch and just people watched and got drunk. And that was probably one of the best tourist attractions ever. Just like watching the people and being fuckos. (laughs) Wait, how long, how long was your Alcatraz tour? Oh, I can't remember when I've done it twice, but where you have like the headphones and you can go from like cell to cell who's in it and, I don't remember how long it was. We take a ferry over there. It was probably like 45 minutes or an hour. The one that they say is the most extensive tour. Like you get to see certain areas that other people don't get to see. It's a four to five hour tour. Holy and I was shit. Like, I was like, I can't. Like Rachel took me to this uh, brewery here in Colorado. And it was like an hour and a half, two hours. And I was like, it's that's. <laughs> oh, was it? I felt like an hour and a half. But remember when they said it's going to be in the next hour? You like looked at me and you were like, like "We're going to be here for an hour." <laughs> yeah, four to five hours. Like, especially no, with like, you know, overkill. it's like it's probably like a bunch of kids and their families. I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to fucking kill myself. So I was oh, like, "Oh, do a self guided." Oh. You just and I think you can catch like whichever ferry is going back and forth type of thing. I think that's how it works. But, but, but see, if you do like a 45-minute hour thing, am I really getting the full experience? I Well, I feel like I did, but maybe I missed out on things I didn't even know about. I don't know. You just do the guided tour, and you walk around, and it's awesome. I thought it was cool. And yeah, I think and- it is important, if you haven't been somewhere, to do some of those touristy things, because that that is part of, you know, it, it is exciting. You go to Paris, you have to go to the Eiffel Tower. It may suck. You may go there, and you're like, uh, cool. Now I've done it. But you can't yeah. imagine going to Paris and not going to the Eiffel Tower. I think that's kind of the thing. To, just pretty much to say you've done it is really, and to get that cool picture from the top, <laughs> and that's about it. Otherwise, see, I would pepper in the touristy stuff and then make a majority of like the other cool stuff. Living like a resident, I think, is much more fun. I think that's- yeah. But the other thing is that San Francisco has so much. I mean, there's Little Italy, there's Chinatown. I didn't realize there's Japantown. I didn't go there. But Little Italy is, I think, pretty much almost extinct the last time I was there because they're, I, I, I guess they're kind of, kind of being pushed out. But some cool restaurants in there and some cool bars and just 
I don't know. It's a really, really fun place to go with a lot to see in a small place. But I did get my tickets to Jordan Jesse Go and I got my Allison tickets. Anyway, I'm excited for Sketchfest. It's going to be super, super fun. We can skip over Lukey talk because I was gagging the whole time. <laughs> so they were all talking about kind of being sick. I feel so thankful. This is the sick season. I have not gotten sick. Now that I said that, I'm probably going to. But do you guys have sick movies? Because I totally do. And when they mentioned that, I was like, yes, we're going to get through some of these. And Jordan was like, the jerk. I'm like, yes, that would totally be, that would be one of my outskirts one. But then he started going down, really downhill with anything Marvel. I'm like, well, okay, I'm, I tuned out. But uh, sick movies, Toby? Uh, I don't really have a go-to oh, movie come on. general. You don't but, have like uh, five that you're like, okay, I'm watching this. I mean, if I had to pick movies that I could watch over and over again and have seen lots of times, probably like Mean Girls and Pitch Perfect, because I think those movies are funny. But I don't, there's not a lot of movies that I watch more than once because I prefer to see as many movies as possible. So I try to watch new movies and I just rediscovered the going to the local library uh, with Nora and she picks out books and I take out DVDs. And so I've been going through like, I try to pick one old classic and one movie I've never heard of and one movie that I've been meaning to see and then I watch the dvds so uh, that's probably if i was sick i would probably get like 10 of them instead of just three that's pretty cool i do miss going to the library and getting books and dvds and living like a poor person not yeah. that that's a offense i think it's awesome that sounded wrong i loved having that option of like wow we can go to the library like i used to go to use the computer at the library like everything that sounded totally wrong i'm so sorry <laughs> i wasn't saying it about you <laughs> god <laughs> Wow, I'm an asshole. I don't have a lot of money, Lisa, but you don't have I'm, I'm such a... Ch I meant... I know. I know what you mean. Uh, it, it's easier. It's simpler. It's, like, fun. Hmm. It's exciting. And there are resources out there for us that we don't use. And I miss that kind of using the things that you have available to you. Um, little Rafi, sick movies. I feel like we might have a couple of the same, but then a couple of totally not the same. You know, I... I don't actually have any memories of, like, being sick and just putting on a bunch of movies, but if I did, it would just be the same. I, I think I'm more of a sick TV show kind of guy, and I would just put on Seinfeld, because when I'm sick, I mostly just fall asleep and, you know, just try to rest, I guess. But I, if I had to watch movies, it would probably be the same old movies that I've seen a million times. So The Godfather 1 and 2... Uh, fucking, I don't know, Scott Pilgrim, that kind of thing. I think that's the beauty of sick movies is you are going to fall asleep to it, but you've seen it a million times. So it's that comfort of like, oh, my old friend is there. And I do have that where I'm going to watch TV probably half, half and half. But Pretty Woman is usually up there. Mermaids, um, A League of Their Own. Those are like some good comfort movies. Uh, Rachel? A League of Their Own's a good one. Mm -hmm. um, when I had my wisdom teeth out in high school, I watched Forrest Gump, Wings World, and Fifty First Date. Like just the three of those movies back to back because I would sleep. Like I would take pain medication and sleep, and then I'd seen those movies so many times. Those are my sick movies. Those are good. Wings World's a good one. I need to revisit that. I feel like my whole life is revisiting that though. What else? Oh, then they started talking about. What are they talking about? What's it? Fast and Furious. 
And then at first I'm like, oh, Colonel oh. Jeff's watched those. And then I'm like, oh, good, he's talking shit on them. Phew! <laughs> okay. So Fast and Furious, the first one, is a movie that I've seen a million times. And you can tell Rachel, or you can ask her, I quote that movie all the fucking time because it's a goddamn classic. And it's, it's funny because um, this was like a common complaint with Adam Carolla. Yes. About, like, when they were talking stuff. about that, I'm like, oh, they're channeling Adam right now. Yeah, like, I mean, most of it is accurate enough. It's scripted in a way that normal people don't talk, but that's because movies are not natural, if that makes sense. Especially not that kind of movie. They have to, like, add these stupid things into the dialogue that normally no one's going to say. And then it's the things that we mock, but it's also the things that we love. Who's tapping? I don't know. I thought it was you. Are you handling your mic? That's what you call it? Anyway, I just wanted to say that (laughs) the first Fast and Furious is a fantastic movie. Part two Mm -hmm. is good Mm -hmm. for a laugh. Part three is okay, but it's not that great. Part four and on, it's just like a different franchise completely. And those I don't care about as much, even though I've seen them all. I think Colonel Jeff's quote where he says, It would be like if you made a movie about the Beatles and then like Paul was playing drums the whole time. You don't want movies to take you out of the story. And I don't understand why they don't have at least one person. It doesn't have to be a car expert. It doesn't have to be something. But if you're going to make a simple Google of, does is this gas flammable or is it not? That is something that's kind of important, I would imagine. But yeah, I think it's more about, you know, dudes and like cars and like dudes like watching cars and stuff. In part one, uh, there's a scene where they are like caught in Chinatown and this like kind of biker gang guys, they sh- they show up with their, like, MAC-10s, and then they start spraying up this car, and it has nitrous, and so Dom Toretto, as we now know his name, thanks to uh, Renee, he yells, NOS! And then they run, and kablam, the car explodes. <laughs> and I don't think you can just shoot up a car like that and it's going to explode, but it's it's a movie, so I let it go. Right. I like that they yelled NOS, though. That is the clincher. <laughs> and unlike Allison, based on the trailer, I never, ever want to see it. Although at Universal Studios, they do have a ride where they do some car trick things. It's pretty cool to watch, but that's about as much. Oh, and my nickname is Vin Liesel. But other than that, Fast and Furious, El Paso. Um, at the Peterson Auto Museum, on one of the floors when I went, they had in like... Automobiles? Automobiles (laughs) from cars. From cars. What the fuck? This is all staying in. I'm going to say they have cars from movies on one of these floors. (laughs) And uh, and they had, like, three of the cars from uh, Fast and Furious, like, that the Charger that's, like, all lifted and shit. And I was like, this is kind of lame. I was, like, gravitating more to the, like, James Bond cars kind of thing. But... Go check that out at the Peterson Museum. If I know. You I can't it. believe I haven't been to the Peterson Museum. I think the Peterson Museum was one of my favorite things. Not only is that on the block that Biggie got shot, so I got to go see that. Mm-hmm. But also, like on the first floor, as soon as you walk in, there's this gigantic old Bugatti. And it's just, I just cannot imagine living in a time where that's what a rich person drove. Like, it's like fucking 30 feet long. It's crazy. It's like it's like a longer than a suburban, and it seats four people. Is the funny Whoa. part? I like looking at things like that. Looking at big things that only service a few people. Exactly. 
Um, let's talk about Colonel Jeff. Okay. Him being sick, I was like, ah, poor Jeff. He has, it makes me sad that there's no one there to take care of him. And then when you start going into detail, I'm like, I think this is way too much information. I don't want to think about Colonel Jeff having gas issues because I'm immature and I don't want to think about people having real problems. But um, this is horrendous. And it reminds me, I did get food poisoning for my first time this year and I know I already shared it and it was a couple of days before I had to get onto an airplane I was like oh my god I'm gonna be this person that has to get up and go to the restroom every five minutes everyone's gonna know what's happening and no one's gonna want to go in the restroom after me the whole thing is a nightmare and it is what has led me that has led me to activated charcoal which apparently will help with that and I take it every day now just in case and I wish I should tell Colonel Jeff about this just to prepare him and I want to know where he ate I feel like it's some kind of Asian food. Anyway, go, <laughs> Toby. When I heard him talking about being sick, I didn't know it was food poisoning, and I pictured you Thank hearing you. that Thank and you. Going, to make, you. <laughs> going to make chicken soup. <laughs> I'll go to CVS for you, get your gas, gas X, I'll make you your soup. <laughs> oh, I promised I wouldn't mention him, didn't I? Oh, or your, your feelings towards him. But <laughs> here I am, breaking that promise. <laughs> I mean, the thing, how can you it, not? So the thing it made me think of it was the like when he talked about the interaction with the employee. Sometimes on my way home from work, it's like uh, seven thirty in the morning, and I stop at at the the drugstore here and pick up sleeping pills and nighttime cold medicine or whatever. And then someone, the cashier will always make a remark about that, and I'm like. Clearly, I just want to get out of here and go sleep and take care of myself, so please don't start a conversation about it. I don't understand the person that wants to get into a conversation with you that works at CVS. Most likely, if I have to be in there, it's not for, I'm just running in to get my daily vitamins. Like, you're in there to get a prescription because you feel like shit. You just got home from a hospital or something or a doctor visit or you're sick. It's not any kind of pleasure cruise. It's for business. And I don't need you to tell me about flatulence, you dumb broad. And, by the way, he could have just, he used his energy just to say that, can you just ring me up or I'm sick or I'm not feeling well. He would just been like, yeah, that's cool. Let's wrap this up. I think he prolonged it by his indifference of just being like, I'm going to be silent. But oh, yeah. He, he dug his heels in on that one for sure. He did. It's like, you should not fight against your anus. Just say the two words that she wants and get the hell out of there. Oh, But, yeah, I'm sad that there is no one to run to the store for him. That makes me very sad. Of course it does. <laughs> but I do like that he tried to cure what ails him by getting some chocolate babka. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They And the funny thing is that that's what Elaine is trying to get first, but she has to settle for cinnamon babka, a lesser babka. Yes. So I was, hair in it. Yeah, I was happy that shoot, they were going for the, the good babka. Also, I don't think I've ever had babka. Was that included in the basket that you sent me? It was. Okay. But, and I've seen it at Trader Joe's now, and I have yet to get it because it looks a little too dry for my taste. And if I'm going to eat something bad for me, I want it to count 100 percent. it has to be something i'm gonna love not just like oh this is okay it looked kind of iffy i maybe i bought one too for myself when i gave you one it might have been good i don't remember it was pretty good and on the subject of pastries not being i made banana bread for the thanksgiving yesterday and i used jenna's recipe and i think it could use some work but also i'm probably partially to blame why it didn't come out as good as i'd hope but uh, just wanted to mention that i didn't know you used jenna's recipe you didn't mention that why would i you mentioned the bisque <laughs> <I would> say- <laughs> <laughs> 
I was saving the mention for on air when people Big care. Reveal. Yeah, um, people... yeah. Got to save it for the pod, Rach. Got to save it for the pod. <laughs> that would just turn into David Putty. So let's go around. I want to ask you guys what you're thankful for. This is Black Friday. I'm definitely thankful for all the great deals that are out there. But I will go around and talk about what you're thankful for and a fart euphemism. Toby? Oh, I mean, I'm thankful for all the friends that I consider family in life and the community that this podcast has created on top of the community uh, that Allison has created. And as for a fart euphemism, I don't know. I'd, I'd toot or... That's basically all we use around here. I try not to laugh because I'm totally using that as a drop. Uh, that was a nice. <laughs> that was nice to be thankful. There's a good thankful uh, statement. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Little Rafi. Sorry, I always say Rafi first because I'm seeing not your picture, but the picture of George looking at me. So I'm like used to looking up and saying Rafi. But Rachel, if you'd like to go first, you may. I can go first. I'm thankful, like Toby, I'm thankful for the friends that I've made that I consider family. I'm an only child, so my family is real small. And the ones, the friends that I have are real, they're real good. I'm thankful for Allison's podcast and all the Allison people I've met because I remember a year ago at Thanksgiving, I was telling my friend who we had Thanksgiving with yesterday that uh, Raphael was going to come over and watch a Christmas story at my house in a couple of weeks. So it's been a year since we've actually started hanging out with this phone. That's so cute. I Raphael. Oh, a fart. Oh, I was going to say toot. Toot's good. I don't like to do the what are you thankful for thing. Too uh, bad. Just because <laughs> it's like it's like uh, getting your girlfriend flowers on your anniversary. It's like, of course. Right. What yeah. else? Yeah, like how about you get her flowers on a fucking Wednesday in January or whatever. Okay, but, uh, so Wednesday in January you're getting flowers, Rachel. How about this? Let's do a thankful every episode. But I will say that I'm I am thankful for meeting Rachel and also for my friends and whatnot. But mostly on the show, I want to mention that I am thankful for everyone that listens because I just record it because I get to talk with people about Allison and I'm shocked that people listen. So shout out to anyone who actually puts themselves through listening to one of these things. <laughs> I agree. I feel that way every week. I'm like, why? Why? Uh, I'm super. Oh, fart, fart, you fart euphemism. Oh, fart. You, um, the one that I could think of was poot. Ooh, that's a good one. And also I like bobos, what you and your kids say. That's yeah. I think that's a pretty good one. I'm thankful for the aforementioned kids that I have. I, can't imagine life without them. I'm thankful for the family of friends that we have, our neighbors. I'm thankful for all of the Allison people that we get to talk to all the time on Twitter, on Facebook, and then even more, the people that are listen to the show and are on the show and that make this so much fun. Like you said, like who wants to get up and talk about Allison and then listen about it? And people do, and it's awesome. I think it's really, really cool. So that's that's huge. And how about an air biscuit? <laughs> I almost said whisker biscuit. I'm like, oh, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite uh, euphemism yeah. for that, though. That's a good one. I always thought I would have a cat named Whisker Biscuit. I think that'd be cute. I should have uh, probably included my kids in the thankful thing. <laughs> like you did. You said family. 
Yeah, that's true. And also, like Rafi, I'm a big fan of uh, the flowers for no occasion thing. That's something that I'm a, a <laughs> fan of. I say flowers for Algernon. I'm like, this is taking a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of flowers in the attic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the... The nice things anytime, I always had this rule, and it wasn't really a rule because I don't like to have rules on holidays, but I'm not big on Valentine's Day for me. If you're doing things all throughout the year, I don't feel like you have to get me something on Valentine's Day. It has to be this. But then my husband has turned that into, yeah, she doesn't care about Valentine's Day. She doesn't, she doesn't want anything. Isn't she cool? Like, that's what she says. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. But I want, because if you're doing it all year long, you don't need one day out of the year to make an excuse for romance but it's still awesome like i still make valentine's day awesome for my kids and for my husband like i make it like a fun experience but we want to try and do it all year long too as long as you're doing that then you're fine to do it but having rules with holidays that's my grandma thing and i don't want to get sucked into that also renee was on the show i really liked her a lot on there obviously jordan too but whoever's giving her the constructive criticism I kind of felt sad for her that that was what she was thankful for. Yeah, Leanne was talking about that, right? Oh, on, really? I didn't... On the didn't... group, I think. Oh, I Wasn't didn't she? even hear that. Oh, I, I need to, to double check. Shout out to you, Leanne. I'm sure she's more sensitive to those kinds of things. And I feel like I know Allison got a few emails from people, but I don't, I don't want to make Renee feel insecure about being on the show because I think we all love her and I think she's really cool. And I, I don't... I don't want her to change who she is. Like, everyone wanted to try to change Greg, and it's like, hell no. Speaking of that, the new bonus episode, I think it's supposed to be up today with, with Greg Heller. I'm so excited about that. That's a gift. I'm thankful for that. Oh, sorry. Uh, it was Trice that brought that up, not oh, Lee. was it? On okay. It, I didn't I'm just even uh, see that. checking in here. Shout out to Trice. It was great. Absolutely. Trice? The Facebook group has 69 members, which made me laugh. So. <laughs> And I think that was, was it AJ that had his own yeah, it was his. He brought it up, yeah. And I thought that was so cool. I thought, okay, good. And I know that that one has come up maybe at least once or twice on Allison's show. But uh, that was cool that he kind of played along. Anything else for Thursday or should we just go into JMO? I have a couple things. A couple okay. Notes. Early in the episode, uh, someone said the phrase, are you holding? And there was a big laugh and I thought it was Jeff. <laughs> And, I heard that, and I didn't know. There was a couple of things where I'm like, is that Jeff? Right, and I think that his, when the, in the boisterous laugh, I couldn't tell if it was Jordan or Jeff, but I thought it was Jordan who said it, so that's what made me think it was Jeff that laughed. And then it made me realize that he always just, like, chuckles. He doesn't, like, outright laugh like the rest of them. Because he's at the helm, He maybe he mutes his mic when he does. Maybe. But he, or he's like, I know what I sound like. I'm just going to edit myself in real time. Yeah, so that was the one the one note I had that it was if it was in fact Jeff, it was nice to hear to hear like a uh, Yeah, you know what? it was Allison that said, Are you holding? And yeah. my friends call it <laughs> Are you Bill Holden? <laughs> <laughs> the and then later in the episode they were talking about how she wanted Quinn Quants and everyone shot it down. And someone said and Jordan said, What about Cameron Quants? And she she said uh, yeah, a lot of people recommended that. And she said, I think we passed on that. And I thought that that was really funny because obviously she's making a joke about how they didn't name their kid Cameron. <laughs> but <laughs> right? the way, I think we passed on that. Quinn Quantz is, is rough. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. 
Quinn is not a very cute name, but I, that's to each his own because whatever we would love it. And you know, once a kid is born and they have a weird name, they grow into something and you're like, Oh, you don't even think about it as a weird name. But Cameron is way cuter. I suggested Cooper, which is not my favorite name, but I told, I told them because it's a, it's a twin peaks. Obviously you just name it. Cooper Quants. That'd be cute. Nice to hear Jeff for a while. I felt like he was reusing some drops. So it was nice to hear that one that you had predicted be the drop in the intro. Always good on Tam Talk. Rafi? Uh, I very briefly wanted to talk about uh, Daniel making a costume for Oliver. Yes. Not for Buck. What's his name? Oh, for Oliver World, yes. For Elliot. Uh, Elliot. <laughs> Whoops. You know, when whenever I like meet someone and I can't remember their name, I'm like, People that I, like, have known their name for years, I still forget, and I try to, like, not beat myself up about it, and this is, like, a prime example of how I know someone's name, and I just fuck it up completely. But um, he was talking about how he would, like, just, like, the whole subject of, uh, like, sewing a costume together and whatnot, and I think I've shared with you, Lisa, I don't know if I've shared on here, a gift idea that I want to make, and I was like, well, now that he sews... It's going to be like, I can't do that, but I try to remind myself that I'm not in competition with anyone, and if I, if I do this, it's going to be a great idea anyway, So, and hopefully he would appreciate the gift, or they would, I should say, um, and yeah, I, I want a sewing machine. I took a sewing class like a year ago, uh, maybe longer, and I'm just dying to get a sewing machine. Which, uh, kind of going back to last week's episode, they were talking about, uh, like, things that men do and whatnot. And sewing is not one of those things you think of a man doing, but when you think of, like, uh, classic tailoring, especially in England, it's done almost completely by old men. So, you know, we just have to redefine what is a man thing, what is not. And I'm going to start sewing someday. That's awesome. I Listening to that, it made me want to revisit sewing because I do have a sewing machine and my daughter has one and she knows how to do it more than I do now. He's inspired me to kind of get back into it because I almost thought maybe I'll just sell my sewing machine because I'm more into doing my other crafty projects but sewing is fun and does feel good to make something yourself. It really if does. Anything, you should sell it to me because I need a sewing machine and you're trying <laughs> to get rid of it. I think I know what your idea was and I was thinking the same thing possibly. But, uh, oh, actually, maybe even not, but maybe we'll talk later. I had another idea f- for a gift for Allison and Daniel and whatever. But anyway, uh, is that at, at all that you guys have, Rachel? Yeah, Raphael told me not to take notes or anything. So. I did not tell Uh oh, the bickerings are here. Did she take any notes? And she's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I always take too many, and then we ram we, and then I ramble on and on and on and on and on. Uh, let's talk about the JMOs that spoke to you, Toby. Joe's Lauren K says, uh, "When eating something chewy like Swedish fish, you need to eat two at a time, one for each side of my mouth, so it feels even." Uh, which is something that I used to do with candy. Uh, don't eat a lot of candy now, but that was. Something, I liked that sensation, or bite it in half and have one on each side of my mouth. But now, like Allison, I have a good side of my mouth and a bad side. Uh, 
and one jaw muscle that is much bigger than the other because I always chew on that side, but also have cavities on that side constantly. Yeah, I have the same thing where my good side and bad side changes depending on the year and when I have money to fix stuff. So, yeah, I I, I don't think even when they were all good, I don't think I chewed on both sides. I think that would be weird. What is your, doesn't your tongue get confused? I don't even know. Rafi, Rachel, chewing? That one side only. I don't chew two things. Like if I, if I do shove a handful of gummy bears in my mouth or whatever, they're all getting chewed on the one side. I I, I don't know if I ever did that. Sounds kind of weird to me. Yeah, it sounds weird to me too. Did either of you pick a JMO? No. (laughs) All right. I picked, (laughs) good. We're going to wrap this shit up soon. All right, I pick Sunlit Cactus. When someone's middle initial is V, it sounds like their first name is versus their last name, like in a duel or a court case. Uh, that was only because I wanted to bring up, obviously, because I want to bring up Colonel Jeff Fox. Do you remember <laughs> the conversation about his middle name? <laughs> either of you? Any? Either of you? Any of you? Mm-mm. No, I don't think I do. But I, I had never thought of that when it came to to Emily who I'm a big fan of hers and Kamel's, so I, I hadn't really thought about that. Although she does have a last name, first name, so it, it would work really well for that. First name, yeah, last I never understand who sees middle name, middle initials anyway, but, I mean, maybe that's a whole other thing. Emily but... Beagle, Paul F. Tompkins. Okay. <laughs> Well, so serial killers and Paul F. Tompkins. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, James Leroy Wilson. But initials is Shout different. Shout out to Emily V. Gordon, who's apparently a serial killer in your books. <laughs> Rafi, do you remember Colonel Jeff Fox's middle name? Or so he said on this episode that... You know, I don't, but I feel like they might have talked about it. And now I'm going to have to listen to the past five years podcast to figure it out. But... <laughs> Um, and the person I think of as other than Emily is Chelsea Peretti. Cause I think that used to be her Twitter name was Chelsea B Peretti. And when people oh, would yeah. ask her, uh, what the V was for, or no, she would say Chelsea V Peretti V as in Vanessa. And then like your middle name's Vanessa. And it was like something else. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Maybe it is Vanessa, but, um, no, I don't, I didn't, I didn't think that, but now I might. Well, I'll tell you, he said it was. Von Verhees or Von something. There was something. But he may have been lying. It was during an episode, I think it was with the old Thursday gang, and they were talking about favorite colors and and all their favorites, I think. Was it during the Jeff quiz, maybe? Oh, maybe. It might have been during the quiz times. The quiz times. (laughs) The old days. She might have to bring the quiz back now that we have a bunch of new uh, Thursday guests. I I think a David Huntsberger quiz would be fantastic. Yeah, me too. Like, it would be never-ending. Like, what does he not do or into or, I mean, like, what the heck? (laughs) Sorry, I'm literally ordering Jimmy John's for lunch right now. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say, Jimmy John's is fucking garbage. It is. It totally is. I don't know what Hashtag Al is thinking. It's not a great sandwich, but... And I just said it the wrong way. It's not a great sandwich, but it's literally gets here in eight minutes and yeah. it's easy. And really it's better than a sandwich that I would probably make on the fly, <laughs> but it's not, it's a mediocre sandwich at best. What I always say about them is like how their whole thing is about being fast. And one time I've had it once in the last time because we went in there and 
you know, you order your sandwich and you get it and it's fucking ice cold. It's like, well, no shit. This, it, you can make this in three seconds because you're just slapping it together and handing it to me. Oh. But it, was, it was just... Bars gets delivered. Literally, the quickest one was delivered in eight minutes. So it's like, you know what? It's a quick lunch that's whatever. And now I don't have to think about it anymore. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... I think it would probably take me eight minutes, if not longer, to make my own sandwich, but it's so much better. And, yeah, Lisa, you got to step it up. You you deserve better. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When you're making, like, dinners and you're doing all kinds of other stuff, sometimes a lunch on a weekend, I'm like, I don't want to deal with it. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. I usually go to, like, a mom and pop. If it's just me and I'm not getting delivery, like, I'll go get, like, a good sandwich somewhere. You mean mom and pop aren't even a mom and pop? (laughs) (laughs) Now that is a good place to end it. Uh, This was super fun. I'm glad you guys could join me on a Black Friday, a Black Best Friends Friday. If you want to be on this show, we have a bunch of new people coming on. I'm super excited. I love all the, the the old people as well because that's what makes this show what it is. And but if you want to be on the show, email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bffancast and follow me at jmos and bffs. Toby, where can we find you? Uh, I want to plug a thing called Rand McNally. They make nap or uh, maps. So Lisa, maybe you could learn a little bit about Canada. Oh my gosh, Rafi almost heard you when you said naps. He's like, oh wait, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's really uh, Winkle's book. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. <laughs> You can find me at tmilt on Twitter or Tobart on Instagram. Uh, Rachel, where can we find you? Um, I'm on Twitter at It's Simply Rachel. And I'm also on Facebook, Rachel. Well, Rafa, where can we find you? You can find me at RMC Guitars on Twitter. I'm also on the Facebook group with my name there. And uh, don't try to friend me if you just want to post Trumpian things. Because I'm not <laughs> going to accept or decline your invitation but uh yeah find me there i guess sure if you agree uh i'm still (laughs) working on a date for the group recording i don't know when it's going to be now so uh, it's a work in progress as soon as we figure out a date uh i can ask jeff to maybe do the sound for it possibly and uh shut up (laughs) i'm gonna hire him (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's what they call it now huh um, hey, honey, don't you want to go camping this weekend? <laughs> hire him like you hire an escort, right? Yeah. Just don't have food poisoning. But if you do, I'll make you goddamn soup because I'm a motherly type. Um, <laughs> Brittany, I love you. If you go to San Francisco, that will make my whole birthday. I'm so excited about all of that. Thank you and good night. Good night.